I'll just put it. I'll just put it. <laughs> you can edit it. Oh, it's been so long. I don't even know how to start a podcast anymore. <laughs> what was our previous one? I don't even remember the last time. It was like way before lockdown. Oh, was it like Kirsten one? It was with John. Oh, okay. that was way ages ago after the first lockdown. Oh, okay. And then I went on the trip. Oh yeah yeah, 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 and then yeah. lockdown happened again. Mm. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> hi, welcome back. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, we're starting a podcast with my friend Cass, and should I we... say hi here or whatever? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what oh. should I do? Okay, yeah, yeah. You, should, you can introduce yourself. You can say hi. Hi, I'm Cass. Don. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. Um, currently doing her postgrad in Auckland Uni, and my major is um, population health, which is kind of like a popular major <laughs> under global <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, it's relevant. Yeah. Right now, but yeah, um, and then today we're gonna be talking about, I guess, like mental health. Mhm. Revolving around psychology. Yeah, because I have. She majored in psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, but I'm interested in psychology yeah. and the human sciences because my. My majors was um, in my arts is criminology and social science for public health, and she did um, bachelor of science in psychology and statistics. And statistics, yeah. yeah. And our, we have another degree as well. But yeah. Anyway, it's not about that. It's not about. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you think the pandemic has been, like, affecting people's mental health? Like, oh you? my god! It's definitely even for myself. It's such like, um, well. Because New Zealand have two lockdowns, so for the first lockdown, everyone just like, oh, what, what will be going on? Like, it's going to be our first time to do all the lectures online, all the discussions online. Mm. It's kind of weird, because I usually prefer have, like, a coffee discussion with yeah. my friend. So, yeah. like, yeah, but then we kind of get used to it. And then when the first lockdown almost finished... We're like, oh, but then we, well, like, we're getting so, like, we're still getting used to the lockdown style. Like, we don't need to go back to office or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, once we actually back to campus and we actually catch up with, like, our mates, actually feel much better. And then it's the second lockdown, even though yeah. the second lockdown is not that as straight as before. It was hard. I feel like it's more difficult than the previous one. It's, it's really difficult. Because once you have lockdown, and then you have normal life, and mm. then you have to go back to the lockdown, and then you feel like, holy, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, kind of getting more difficult. And this is in the context of um, students. So, yeah, we're just explaining it from our standpoint as students. Mm-hmm. It's been very... I mean, obviously, all the other students are going through it as well. Mm-hmm. So we're just expressing, like, how we feel it's been... And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like lockdown two was really hard. It was really Yeah, difficult. especially because my degree also requires me to do, like, a dissertation. So it's like a research. Yeah. So because of lockdown, you don't really, like, get the chance to, you know, just pop up to the office, talk to your supervisor. You always have to make Zoom link, all the stuff. Mm. And then, yeah, you just feel like... Oh, maybe it's also my personal preference. I have, like, set up, like, this place is only for study, that place is only for social life or whatever. So, like, stuck in home or stuck in room, it's really (laughs) difficult for me to make um, process, but that may be just my issue. Because home is rest place? 
Yeah. 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 And just the environment that's already conditioning with the sleeping for purpose. For you to rest. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the difference for me is that I'm never home. Like, I'm always out for long periods of time, like with mm. meetings, with mm-hmm. gym, with class and work and everything. So, like, coming back, like, being at home for long periods of time makes me feel like I'm being unproductive, even though I am, like, on top of my lectures. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like I'm doing... It's a, it's like a psychological yeah. effect that you have. Yeah, and now it's like... Um, and then there's, like, a lot of controversy about, oh, do we go back to in-person again? And what it's going to be like, okay, what do you think if we go back? Oh, that's it's actually really interesting. Because <laughs> people who support an anti-lockdown... Those le- those like community leaders both from our faculty. Oh. So Dr. Simon it's actually my friend's supervisor. Oh yeah. But and also um some people who really kind of support the lockdown feels like it's um compulsory. But <clears throat> anyway, I think from academic background I can see both of them got their point. Yeah. Um of course, like, lockdown kind of prevent, the, like, the community transmissions. Yeah. But then, <clears throat> but then also for the anti-lockdown, um, they also get a good point that it's not only COVID that could have, like, a huge impact on a family, but also poverty mm. and unemployment. So, yeah. And <clears throat> to be honest, I feel like social media is not, like, a good place for academic mm. discussion sometime. Mm, yeah. Because recently, like, I feel like a lot of students have been reaching out on social media to try to publicise and get their points mm. across. Which, okay, we should talk about social media. Yeah. Oh my God, okay. we're going to be like yeah. diverting a lot of different yeah. Com- like, yeah. topics. What are your thoughts on social media? Do you think it's a good thing? Or like... Because I have an interesting take on this. Uh, okay. So, as someone who grows up with Chinese culture, it's never <laughs> good or bad, solely good or bad. Do you want to talk about your background, like how you were born in China? Okay, so I was born in Guangzhou, so it's Canton. So, th- I, growing up, speaking Cantonese, but then because it's from the mainland part, so I also learned to speak Mandarin, so I'm pretty f- comfortable with both. And then... Uh, um, I had foreign teacher for my speaking English since I was in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> and even though they're just kind of teaching me, like, how do I speak English or whatever, but then they definitely have a lot of impacts on my opinions and my views. So, yeah. And I came to New Zealand, like, in 2014. <clears throat> when I finished my um, year 11 in Guangzhou and then I finished one year foundation in Auckland and to to be honest my foundation school 90% of them are Chinese <laughs> um, yeah wasn't that diverse but yeah still appreciate that I got the chance to do one year um, foundation and then I got into Auckland Uni at first I was only doing one degree which is Bachelor of Health Science with Population Health but then the second year I decided to um, do conjoint so I also did Bachelor of Science with Psychology Mm. and the third year I'm like oh statistics kind of useful (laughs) (laughs) so I did another major yeah and then now I'm doing Bachelor of Honours of Health Science um, Mm. with Public Health um, so from my 
background. It's kind of interesting because my my parents they on my dad is a doctor, the mom was a nurse, so I kind of have always kind of learning about the health concept in a way because I can also like always hear my parents discussing what's going on, all the stuff like that, and <clears throat> yeah. Speaking back to the like um, to, um the social media, cause at first I remember when you know, or like Facebook or Twitter. Well, we don't have that at the moment, but yeah. we used to have that, which is quite weird. Mm. So when we first have like Facebook, YouTube, or the, or like we have our own stuff like yeah. um, like Yoku or something like that. Mm. Um, I remember how everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, we get into this, you know, internet time. Like, informations can like getting, getting to like all parts of words. Like, people can share their information. Should be a good thing. Yeah. That means like people can communicate better. They can learn knowledge faster. All the stuff like that. But then, <clears throat> ever since like growing up, I eventually or gradually kind of feel the." Negative impacts of the social media. Yeah. There's a lot of negative impacts, um, especially for myself. I think the most kind of negative impact I have is like um, the kind of like the body type expectations on the mm. social media that really like makes me realize, do am I not that good? Right. You know, but then I'm like, like perfect yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they're just well, you can, I mean, you can't really avoid them anyway. Yeah. It's well, you can say, oh, as long as you don't subscribe to or don't follow to certain certain people, yeah, then yeah. you'll be fine. But no, it's not. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Like you just can't avoid them. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I feel like it's kind of net well kind of negative is that you know how you can subscribe to whoever you feel interested in and you can follow those people who kind of share the same idea with you yeah so that means that people only gonna stay in their opinion circle oh. and their own bubbles yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of groups not a lot of bubbles but then because yeah. you choose you you get the right to choose your um information sources so what you want to see in here. Yeah, yeah so it would just only strengthen your opinion so rather than saying that social media getting information like sharing easier so you can get an open-minded it's the opposite now because yeah. you're only choosing the things one. that came yeah. to you yeah the, the things you want to see Oh, that's okay. That's really interesting, and I agree with you because I actually um, was talking to my friends and saying how I think social media is supposed to be a really good thing. Like technology is so amazing because you can now talk to people from all around mm. the world and like talk to your family in China, etc. But um, it's supposed to be a tool, I reckon. Like a lot of the apps that we use are supposed to be a tool to like help strengthen our connection and communication of other humans. Mm -hmm. But I think as humans, we always abuse the tools yeah. the things that are like good <clears throat> meant to be good for us mm -hmm. which is why i think there's also a correlation between like mental health yeah declining um and social media mm -hmm. like what we see like the content that we see as well which is unfortunate because it's supposed to be a really good platform for us to express ourselves mm -hmm. and get in touch with other humans but 
What do you think's going on? Like, and like, it's it's almost in. I wouldn't say impossible. I mean, you still have the choice whether you want to get on social media, whether you want to use iPhone or whatever. Yeah. But then, like, if you want to maintain so-called modernized social life, you have to have social media. Yeah. It's not like you can avoid anyway. Yeah, because if you don't have, like, a profile, they're like, wow, do yeah. you even be social? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what do you even do? Yeah, you know? like... Even with the professional fields, you have to have LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, true. Yeah, like, they, they, it, mm. yeah, like, they kind of, like, social, like, social medias in every field. I like, why can't you just see my CV? <laughs> 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 why do you need my LinkedIn? And yeah, then, like, yeah. when you join, like, you know, new jobs or, like, yeah. go to networking events, they'll be like, oh, we're going to take a photo for your LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, what if I don't have a LinkedIn? Yeah, you so know? there's, like, oh, yeah, making connections or whatever, but then... I know a lot of people actually abusing LinkedIn. Yeah, now. yeah. And then like, well, back to the mental health topic. I do know that several studies or research have proved that um, the using frequencies of social media actually have positive correlated relationship with different sorts of mental conditions, maybe depressions, maybe anxiety disorders. Or I don't remember if there's any for bipolar, but definitely with the previous one, uh, previous two. Mm. But then, um, be- because I was saying it's positive correlated relationship, it's because I don't want to say it's like a causal relationship. Mm. Maybe there's some also some other confounding bias, yeah. but then pretty much you can see how um, social media did. Like does play like important roles in like contributing to mental conditions, I guess. Yeah. And like, do you have any like experience like because you were on social medias for too long and then you feel shit? Um, yeah, I feel like it's like, for example, Instagram. Uh-huh. You know, you're always scrolling and you see a lot of like photos and people mm. living their best life or whatever. Mm. You just have to be reminded that that is a moment captured. Yeah. Like a moment captured in that moment. Also, people take like a thousand shots for that yeah. one photo. Yeah. Like they don't... I think people don't really appreciate candidness as well anymore. Mm. They want like the perfect shot. Mm. I love candid photos. Like capture, capturing people that are smiling or laughing in that moment. But anyway, like that's just my personal preference. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like I think a lot of people, they tend to feel maybe depressed or like they're not living a fulfilled life mm. when they see the content on social media like based off what other people are posting like mm. the highlights in their life and maybe I feel like yeah I've definitely felt that way especially when you're younger when you're still developing your own self-esteem mm. and confidence and you're basing it off other people's like mm. what they see as value mm. so it could be detrimental to young people yeah. because you don't even know what your own self-worth is you're still developing it and if you're seeing all these things on social media, you don't need, you're like, oh, my life isn't like that. Am I not good enough? Yeah. You know? And also kind of, you oversimplify an other person. Because I have the story, so basically, um, it's not happened to me, it happened to my friend. So a friend of my friend who had like, a, you know, like a like a gorgeous like Instagram like mm. you, like you can see like she's pretty she's talented like she seems always having fun she's always having good time but then she is actually experiencing some really um, serious mental conditions mm. and it's kind of 
it's kind of sad that when she actually told others that oh you know what I actually have this condition I don't want to say the conditions yeah. um, she's like oh I actually have this condition I had to see therapists like a couple times a week or like you know blah 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 but then some people might like I don't think you have the condition because you live such a good life mm. and then I'm not I'm not saying that the people who saying who assume that she doesn't have the mental condition it's correct or wrong because well because of the Instagram page yeah. it's really hard to tell and then especially when you don't have any kind of background knowledge with mental conditions or your personal history with mental conditions it will be really hard for you to you know to to understand it sometime mm. um then of course this this girl whoever have the mental condition can feel really triggered mm. but then yeah it's because you know sometimes we're just we're just judging this person based on their profiles or whatever but then we forgot that actually men humans are really complicated like yeah. we don't just have like happy time yeah and all those negative emotion i mean sad angry mm. shame like sense of loss or regrets those are totally normal yes. and that those negative emotion actually makes us human mm. but then because I don't know, like somehow I feel like all those like influencers or like KOI, KOI just another words for influencers. Um, on social media, they're always trying to promote this. You know, like we can have like a healthy life, like a happy life, blah blah. blah. But even though when they talk about the mental conditions or some type of like negative emotion stuff, it just one video or two video for the rest, I don't know, all like, yeah, healthy style, yeah. healthy diet, like, all yeah. the happy stuff. So, like, people eventually forget to take care or, like, to learn how to, you know, deal with the negative emotions. Yeah. And how to manage them. Yeah. I reckon um, people just want to be surrounded by happy mm. And this is some happy people. Mm. Like they don't feel comfortable being around people that express other emotions like anger, distress, mm. sadness, or like um, just things that are not surrounded by the positivity yeah. vibes, which is actually quite toxic. Mm. Because I feel like now um, our society, we we kind of forget that like how to be human. Yeah. Because we live our life through the so- the social media um, facade. Yeah, so, like, that's so true what you said about how, like, oh, um, these other feelings of sadness, anger, etc. It's what makes us humans. But if we see that in, others, in someone else, mm-hmm. if they make a post talking about their sadness mm-hmm. or, like, they're angry or they mm-hmm. get triggered about something, it's like, oh, wow, they're overreacting. Or, like, we mm-hmm. don't understand. Yeah. So do you feel like um, now people are sort of lacking empathy or, like, their empathy has decreased? That, it's interesting because... Um Empathy is actually something that psychology recommends that we could practice every day, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that some people are naturally lack of empathy, em- empathy or something, but um, showing empathy, be capable to show compassion to others is also a capacity. Mm. So it's just like a tool. If you don't use it, you don't mm. practice with it, it's just 
you just can't use it. Wow, <laughs> that's so true. So you just gotta like keep practicing it, basically. Yeah. And also with yourself, yeah, that it's really important. Um, I don't know about. Uh, well, I kind of know something about Western culture, but then I, with Asian culture, especially Eastern Asian, I'm talking about Chinese, Koreans, and Japanese. Um, these three cultures really um, heavily impacted by Confucius before. Yeah. Um, and they are always taught to be, you know, uh, humble, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. take responsibility, blah blah blah. Yeah. These are like really high moral standard. Yeah. But then they never teach you to take care of yourself, your inner. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they never, never teach you that, but kind of they ask you to show more compassion to other rather than yourself. Mm. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Like you need to find that balance. Yeah. Because I feel like in Western culture, it's a lot more focused on individualism. Self-realization. Yeah. You know, self-realization. <laughs> self, self, self. Like, yeah. You know, self-awareness yeah. Um, and like self-growth, mm-hmm. self-development. Mm-hmm. It's always self. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's trying to find that balance because you're talking about an Asian culture. It's more collectivist yeah. sort of ideas. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? Because you coming from China, born um, in China, but yeah. in Kind like you've sort of experienced the Western culture yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, I think it's interesting because last semester I have a um, philosophy paper taught by Peter Adams from Auckland Uni. He's such a good professor. Mm-hmm. If you if you get a chance, you know, buy his book. Right? <laughs> <laughs> While wow, we're really students to buy the books, that's a first. That's a first. Like because he is he's super nice. Um, he's 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 just really nice. Um. So I had my essays discussing the differences between the happiness that Western psychologists view and Eastern view. So basically, with the psychology, we have something called positive psychology, which we kind of talking about authentic happiness, how to achieve that authentic happiness, you know, should be sometime, or should be something that it's not just you know, at this moment, you feel the in, you feel the pleasures or whatever should be like. You feel happy in general with your life. You feel sense of achievement. You have meaningful relationship, all this stuff. Um, but it's all like what it's meaningful for you. What can bring happy to you? It's all depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel like. Um, I'm more competitive. I want to get championship like every competition. Yeah. Okay, then go for it. Yeah, and then like if you're like, oh no, I care more about the social justice. I mm. want to do a lot of things to improve that. Yeah, then do it. That's basically what positive psychology. Maybe I'm not too correct about it, but basically it's really the gist, the gist of yeah, it. yeah depends on individuals. While with the Eastern, especially with the Confucians and Neo Confucians, um, ha- the the state we call it's harmony. So mm-hmm. it's a her harmony. Oh, so yeah. they are saying it's not just about yourself. It's you and your outside words, your external words, reach a balanced relationship, yeah. which means that it's not only you who can decide whether you reach the harmony or not. So you can see how that's like individualism and collectivism difference there. And I I I actually couldn't say which one is better because obviously there's no 
perfect theory anyway, especially for psychology. We're always developing. Mm. Um, but I guess just find the one that you feel more comfortable with. Mm. But, okay, well, how do you find that balance between extrinsic and intrinsic motivations? Like, if you feel like... Is, do you feel like it's good to be motivated and inspired by outside forces? Mm-hmm. Or is it good to be subjective and try to find out what inspires you yourself? Okay. Is That's, it one or the other, or is it the balance? Like, what do you think? Even though even you only look at the Western um, positive psychology, you can do both. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, the goal you want to achieve can just because you always want it, so you got motivated, or because you see, like, the social values are like this, so yeah. you want to achieve it. That's both okay, as long as you gain your own happiness through it. You gain your own happiness through the process. And you're not doing it for ego. Yeah. But do you feel like so many people do things for their own That's ego? the thing. That's the main criticism oh. of positive psychology. <laughs> like, what if, like, it really kind of ignore the societal um, belief systems, develop systems, roles, when you talk about what makes you feel happy because yeah. especially okay so if it's in New Zealand um, that's that, that's my own experience right so in New Zealand everyone's quite chill in yeah. general yeah. and quite um, enjoy family time yeah. and you know just you know um, on weekend just you know drive to some places to do like a like hikings or whatever it's you know about the nature about spending time with your um loving one with your family which i feel i'm really sweet but yeah. then in just with my family when i growing up maybe the the most important things for my parents or for my dad for my father is to go on business trip Every weekend, yeah, because he feels like I have to provide a really good future for mm-hmm. my daughter, so I need those type of money. Yeah, well, you see how it's really different. But then I think a New Zealand father gained more happiness when like playing rugby with the kids. Yeah, the but then my too. dad might feel guilty for it because his mindset is like, what if I don't have the enough money? To provide that future my daughters want in the future. Yeah. So he might actually feel guilty to play rugby with me yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so... It's... How it's, do you... How do you define, right? Yeah. Okay, then do you think there's an overarching definition for what is considered good mental health then? Since it's defined differently mm-hmm. in different cultures mm-hmm. and okay obviously it's gonna be like oh just be happy <laughs> <laughs> but one is happy but one is happiness oh no it's just... authentic <laughs> happiness <laughs> yeah it's like okay so just be happy then how do you how do you like define that it's That's... well to be honest there's no one universal solid def- definitions with the positive psychology, they have the concept called flourishing and languishing. Mm. So flourishing is... So they, they're trying to use that to um, contrasting with the traditional psychology. While like the traditional one is like basically if you do not have any significant clinical mental conditions that you are health, mentally healthy, but it is not like that. Mm. So with the positive psychology feels, it's 
is that even though you are absolutely like do not have any kind of critical or like clinical significant mental conditions like diagnosis with depressions or whatever yeah that doesn't mean you are healthy that just means that your state is actually at zero it's not positive one, positive 100. Yeah. It's not negative one, negative 100. You're just at zero. Uh, don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> is zero good? <laughs> so, yeah. flourishing is to describe the state that, in general, you feel happy about your life. You feel a sense of or purpose of your life. You feel a sense of achievement. You have... Um, meaningful relationship. And, yeah, all those stuff. So... Um, that means that even though you diagnose this with any sort of disease, even mental conditions, but with the proper intervention, you can still have the flourishing status. Yeah. While on the other hand, languishing is to describe the state that while well, an individual feel really numb mm-hmm. and like like halo, like just empty, don't yeah. feel anything. Like he might not necessarily to be diagnosed with. Um, mental mental condition. conditions, but yeah. then still, he just um, if you ask him how happy he's like, yeah, I guess yeah, all good, like <laughs> <laughs> like that type of yeah, like status, yeah, yeah. Um, like a walking zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, like because psychologists previously have our own like our main attentions on like how to make miserable people less miserable but then mm. we for, forget about the ordinary people yeah. how to make them happier yeah yeah and then like if you ask me if there's like a definition for having no so even though for um positive psychology d- different like um researchers or, di- or the main founders they mm. have different um, Definitions. Yes. Yeah. So for Sullivan, um, Martin Sullivan from US, um, he has the, I think he and his colleague have the definitions of flourishing and languishing. While the other one, I don't, I don't quite remember his name, mm. but then he described it in like an other way. It's like a flow status. Mm, mm, but mm. then they somehow overlap, but then not repeating. Yeah. So yeah. So, you know, even within the same Western culture, the psychology, you guys already have a lot of, like, different concepts or, like, definitions. Not to mention if you're doing that within other culture. Yeah. It's really hard. So, long story short, yeah, <clears throat> there is no answer yes. <laughs> to what is happiness. Which, actually, like, that's the thing. I overthink it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, when people ask you, they're like, hey, how are you doing? Are you happy? I start thinking so deep. Like, all right, like, am I happy in this moment? Was I happy two hours ago? Was I stressed though? But I'm happy now. But I think it's it's a feeling. Yeah. Right? It sounds feeling. really cliche, mm. but it really is a feeling. You just mm. know, I think, like, you know yourself the most, actually. Mm. Even though you feel like you don't sometimes, like, you get confused. But... Yeah, I will challenge that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's a feeling, definitely it's a feeling, but how do you feel your life in general that needs proper rational analyze? So it's more than a feeling. Mm-hmm. So you have to give like understand what gives the, you yeah, that feeling. Yeah, yeah, legit reason. Bec- um because sometimes I feel like it's really 
feeling it's a good word it's an easy word yeah, it's but easy, it's yeah. a lazy word definitely so what actually bring that type of feeling have you thought about it mm. to be honest drug can bring you happiness that's true heroin <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah like fucking like 10 times a hundred times even thousand times that kind of like pleasurable feeling mm. but are those kind of pleasurable fe- like pleasurable feelings are the happiness that you really want mm. so rather than saying it's feelings you find out what it yeah. is don't you feel like people are so like Shit. they don't even know how to say what makes them happy and i feel like it can be the smallest things, mm-hmm. you know, like, I could have this coffee, and they mm-hmm. say it's really good. I'll be like, wow, I'm just so happy. Yeah. And I always express it like that. Yeah. The smallest things can make me so happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't really hear that much anymore from people. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear people go like, wow, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, um, I guess it's because... They associate it with something really big. It has to be something really big. Mm-hmm. Or... Um... I wouldn't say that, but sometimes some people with certain type of personality are easier to find happiness, mm. and th- and through that, it keeps strengthening that, that strengthen strengthening that capacity by just appreciating little yeah. things. Yeah. So you are actually telling your brain, "Yes, I'm happy." Yeah. So your brain's like, "Yes, I'm happy." <laughs> so like you keep like strengthening that happiness so in general you kind of like yeah i'm actually happy but then some people they're i'm not saying they can't feel happy but they're just a little bit not that sensitive with the little kind of happiness that bring by little things so yeah yeah, sometimes i I feel like it's more like that way but definitely people feel like oh i have to achieve like a big things that means that i'm happy or whatever but i can tell you that's not true because yeah, like one of my toxic ex. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. uh, he reached out to me and blah blah blah. We just gonna skip those part. But then he told me that he feel really halo and empty. So he set up a lot of goals, which mm. is actually quite hard to achieve. So you can actually see them as like self achievement or like you know at least some some sort of like big deal for like an international person. Yeah. But then he told me, like, every time he achieve a goal, he just feel extra empty. Mm. Like, he can't really feel the real happiness. The real happiness I'm talking about is, like, those lost last for a long time. Yeah. Like, whenever you think about it, you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm happy with it. This brings me to something. Yeah. I have a friend that told me, um, he reckons that, it's people that have to have, have worked their way up to mm-hmm. have to be able to appreciate their own self-development. Mm-hmm. Whereas people that have always sort of like done well in mm-hmm. very commas, mm-hmm. they don't really self-develop further um. or self-grow because they're not aware mm-hmm. of the developments they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a simple example is like, let's say there's a student that's sort of always done well in their grades. Mm-hmm. They've always sort of like, you know, got A's mm-hmm. or excellences um, mm-hmm. in high school. Then as they develop further it's sort of like they don't know how to reach that peak happiness because mm. they always think, oh, this is just my life. Mm. And then they don't know how to self-develop or grow further in other ways. Mm. But if there was a student that maybe they were failing, like got 40s, mm. and then they get 60s. Mm. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. And then they get 70s. And they get B. And then they get B+. plus. Mm. It's a huge jump. They can, yeah. You can see that self-development in them. Do you reckon it's true that some people have, like, it's just 
people's experiences and mm. I think it's just some people focus on the unchangeable traits or in their personality yeah or in their life so for example unchangeable one maybe IQ yeah. like your intelligence somehow well you can argue it's nature or nurture but yes yeah. it can be a gift to you and then a lot of things that just cannot be changed a lot of people focus on that like mm. for example if I tell you oh Jenny you're so smart if mm. everyone just tell you that you're smart but smart is something that you can't really change a lot mm. and then you were like yeah I'm <laughs> smart like you, you yeah at first yeah. you feel happy about yeah. it but then you sort of get bored with it and then you kind of even get stressed with it because you feel like I, I am smart so I cannot fuck up anything so I'm not gonna yeah. try the new thing mm. So to maintain my smart image, yeah. But then if I say, "Oh, Jenny, I think like you like so open-minded, so hardworking," mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hardworking really is something they can change, and it's like you know, there's always like a different level of hardworking. So you might, yeah, you say, like, "Yeah, I'm hardworking," and like go try new things. Yeah. So even though I'm failed, but I'm still hardworking. That's not gonna you know um, deny my hardworking. But then yeah. if you fail something, that could deny your smart. That is so true what you just said. Because I feel like people value the compliments where it's like, wow, um, you're so kind, or like, mm. you're so forgiving, yeah. or how are you so patient? Yeah. Like, these sort of compliments rather mm. than, oh, wow, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, talking about grades and stuff, which yeah. kind of links back to this thing, it's like, anyone can get A. Okay, mm-hmm. when I say this, mm-hmm. look, okay, when I say anyone, mm. what I mean is like, you know, for people that are able to study, that have the capacity to, um, mm-hmm. that have the space to, and like, it's I think I think we forget to like broaden our our skills mm. like it's there's so many other things I think education is beyond formal education mm. like there are so many books to read so many podcasts to listen to so many documentaries to watch mm. and um we forget that mm. so I feel like there's also like a toxic culture mm. within students mm. in formal education um, institutes mm. yeah and like yeah, and also there's a lot of kind of like surrounding factors. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, I feel like sometimes people just. Yeah, the, the kind of the value system in the society I earlier kind of mentioned. Yeah. If. The, if the if the things you're good at it's not fitting the family system mm. you're definitely gonna feel like shit yeah like definitely. for example in China yeah. like um, before 18 years old I mean before university or even to university study is really really important if you can't study like if you can't study well in our system you're a bad kid let's just say that you're yeah. a bad kid they're not saying that oh you just you know like slower they don't even use the slower or, like, or like they won't be like oh maybe your strengths are in yeah. arts or like painting yeah or something like that. you're yeah. bad <laughs> like you got B like yeah. oh that just happened in my childhood I don't know about now but <laughs> <laughs> you make it clear can't confirm about the yeah. like yeah. your yeah. positionality <laughs> statement <laughs> Just my personal opinions, alright? Uh, personal experience. Yeah. And as I was al- I was always a good kid because I my my study was one of the top. Mm. But then like not even the top, maybe just like like above average. Yeah. But then um that still makes me a good kid. Yeah. And then like 
because the surrounding was like that, children do not know did not know anything. So we started to feel like those are naughty bad kids, mm. which is like that's what's valued. Yeah, which is interesting because in Western culture, well, this is my mm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, um, is that I remember in primary, intermediate, high school, mm. people that could play sports well yeah. were super attractive. Like everyone likes no. it. <laughs> different in China, right? Uh, oh no! If you if you look hot, yeah. <laughs> not, not about looking hot. It's like people that were good at sports. Like because uh, no, they no. we the culture here is like they value people that can you know keep healthy. Mm, kind of. Mm, it's not yeah. even just about. It's not even about looking yeah, yeah. hot. Yeah, like you know, for example, oh, you get into like like okay, Auckland Grammar, like mm-hmm. the rugby team, and mm-hmm. then they have like this competition against like St Kent's or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a big deal. Mm. Like, it's a huge deal. Mm. And, yeah, studies are still important mm. too, but I feel like the value is, like, they try to do, like, an all-rounder mm. thing. And then when, when I went to Hong Kong and mm. I talked to, like, my um, niece or, mm. like, my cousins, mm. and, yeah, they were just, like, studies is really important. Mm. Like, the number one. I mean, mm. it is important everywhere, but yeah. it is the defining factor. Yeah. But luckily... Um Eventually, when I growing up, I went to middle school. I mean, secondary school um, and high school, maybe college in some places. Um, and then, like, my secondary school and high school are actually quite different to the traditional one. Yeah, they encourage students to find out their own interests. Yeah, and they like totally happy about it. Like, if you want to go with arts, you can just, you know, because we have the, for high school, we have the university entrance exam. Yeah. Like, you cannot take the academic part, but take the art part. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like a different um, yeah. to the traditional yeah. schools, like in China. Was um, it like the one you went to? It's it's actually one of the oldest high school in my oh. city. But just because in general, with the university entrance test, you can do with the academic part. So you go go with the art subjects or the science subject. Oh. But now, because before the art subject are fixed, are like politics, history, geography, yeah. plus English, mathematics, and Chinese. And the, um, and the science one just replaced those previous, like, replace the history stuff with the biology, chemistry, and physics. Yeah. It's all fixed, but now you can choose, like, wh- whichever you want to do. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So maybe the system has changed. Yeah, right? has changed. And, like, they also added, like, the arts, um, the arts pathway. So you can do dancing, singing, oh, painting. Arts, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. Or you can also do the, um, phys- like, assets, like, physical, like, PE oh, stuff, yeah. like, that kind of, yeah. like, pathway. Um, but some school, they only focus on academic pathway. So if you oh. want to do other pathway, you have to, like, get out. <laughs> like, find another one. <laughs> so it depends on the school yeah. and what they offer. Yeah. So my high school actually offer all of the options. Yeah. And we also have a, a class called uh, PCP. PCP, it's a program that they um, manage with the Columbia University in the US. Mm. So they will actually hire teachers to teach them, um, yeah, what's that called? Like the AP or whatever, the um, US high school, like their context to mm-hmm. help them to get to the, the, the US universities or any university they want to apply. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also we have a lot of 
sort of like student activities, like student unions,、mm. and then I think back in my time we have thirty two clubs, like、yeah. uni clubs. With different sort of activity, we even have like an American rugby team. Oh yeah! I'm like American football. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't even understand, but like, because I'm just not like a exercising person, so I'm like not a big fan of all this yeah, like yeah. violence stuff. Violence, violence, you <laughs> <Yeah> . say. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, it's actually quite impressive that a high school have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm saying I'm actually quite lucky because not、mm. every high school you get in. We'll have the same kind of style. Yeah. And then our high school, our teachers for for example for the physics, so we only have four questions over the weekend for our homework. Only、oh. four questions because、yeah. our teachers like once you figure out all these four questions, you're fine.、Yeah. While compared in some other high school I know, they have four papers. Oh. For one subject over the weekend. Well, yeah. So yeah, it really. Like depends. So that's why I'm saying I'm really lucky. And the teachers I've met, they're like quite encouraging. Yeah. And they really shape yeah, you yeah, the way you are now. Yeah. Which is like education is important. Yeah. <laughs> teachers deserve to get paid more, right? Exactly. They really do. They're the ones that are shaping the future. Yeah. Like. Um, teachers that want to be teachers, they it's because they really want to. I mean, the pay isn't you know yeah, top. Yeah. So like, I went to the secondary school. I went to. It's a private. It was a private school. Yeah. And every teacher has to do education in psychology.、Mm. Every like, well, I'm not saying every teacher. Like every class teacher, you you、yeah. know how you have one class teacher to like manage the whole class. Every if you want to be a class teacher, you have to do that program first.、It's, That's really important. It's funded by our secondary school. Yeah. Yeah. So. I remember it's really weird that because I don't even back in secondary school I don't even you know discuss that many things with my parents because I simply feel like they don't understand me. Yeah. But then yeah. I would actually ask my class teachers like, oh, can we talk? You know,、yeah. after this class,、yeah. you know, it was also boarding school. Like, can we talk after dinner, blah blah?、Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, blah blah. And then like. She's su- she was such a good listener,、mm. and then she was like,、um, of course she's not like a therapist or whatever, but like she will always be like really encouraging, and you always、yeah. feel like refreshing after the talk. That's amazing. Yeah, but like, that yeah. that that that's why I was actually really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having good teachers is really important. Yeah. It's really important. Like, wow! <laughs> I just feel like people don't understand the. The impact teachers actually make,、mm. like I feel like people don't understand. Or sometimes people take those for granted. They really take it for granted, and like, wow, like they actually deserve to get paid like way higher.、Mm. I really believe that. Um, it's because you know why they don't get paid higher. It's because it's not profitable.、Mm. Like because, the world runs、mm. on profits、mm. and capitalist capitalism. So like, yeah, you know, all that sort of like yeah, yeah, businessy yeah. kind of stuff, which、mm-hmm. is why nurses and teachers, I feel like, just don't get、mm. um paid what they deserve.、Mm. Yeah, and But, yeah. also maybe because I don't want to say this, but. This is something about feminism's ideas. It's because teachers and nurses they are overrepresented by women, right? And、mm. it's really hard to say whether they have、mm. fair payment because obviously they don't have 
that kind of inequity payments within the team, like within the community, within the teachers or within the nurses. But then how do you compare whether it's it's there's equity between nurses and police or like mm. between teachers and police or yeah. like between nurses and doctor? It's right. really hard to compare. Yeah, because also the gender over-representation, yeah. right? And then like, do you compare about male teachers and female teachers yeah. or is it just teachers in general in teachers like in there's general. so many things to yeah. look at so yeah um well we've talked for a while <laughs> <laughs> we jumped a lot of topics i don't want to end on like a oh you know teachers and nurses don't get paid enough sort of note yeah. but it is a reality and i think we need to um just respect these professions more mm-hmm. and um you know money isn't everything yeah money is important it like it is really important but like i think we need to start thinking about the impact that we can make, like, on other people. But I understand not everyone cares. I mean, it's just a reality. Like, humans have a sort of selfish nature. Because you can't beneficial... You, you can't be beneficial for certain type or certain group of people without taking advantage from the other group. Mm. So, yeah, that's why. Like, even though, even though in my ethic, like, medical decision ethic paper, we're talking about, so if you have, let's say you have one mill, and then you can only give to one organization. One is for cancer research. The other one is for ALS research. Yeah. Which one we will yeah. go for? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. I guess you just got to find out your own values. And, like, yeah. I think the most important thing is if, you feel like you are trying to do something for the better. Yeah. That sounds so cliche. I yeah. mean, that's already the first step. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we're going to leave it at that. Because we're going to, like, end up talking non-stop. Yeah. <laughs> we can do, like, a part two. We're going to have to do, like, part two, three, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> daily catch-up. The daily catch-ups, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, like... I don't even know if my laptop can store this much. No! GG! But yeah, thanks for coming on. Like, thanks for coming on. Thanks for offering me. Of course, like... I'm just being polite. So generous, like, giving me your time. But yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. And, um... Yeah, like, I know we jumped a lot of topics and stuff, but I think it's mostly revolving around just mental health and education yeah in general i guess it's more like us to because we like really good friend and like yeah it we care about these things yeah and like in general what type of topics we usually talk about in general yeah Yeah. this is just a casual conversation yeah like Like, casual catch-up yeah Cass and i talk about these things (laughs) like (laughs) dmc all the time yeah yeah you guys would think it's deeper to us it's like hey hey, i'm walking the park (laughs) we haven't even hit the deep stuff yet This sounds so like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, so yeah, thanks for listening, and Cass will be back soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.